Welcome to Author Express, where we discover the voice behind the pages of your favorite book. I'm your host, Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. Lindsay Larson earned her doctorate in occupational therapy and is a certified autism spectrum disorder clinical specialist. She is also the mother to two amazing daughters, a homeschool educator and a military staff. Lindsay's older daughter, Madeline, survived a massive stroke in infancy, which resulted in a variety of disabilities. Her life quickly shifted from being a healthcare clinical practitioner to being the parent of a patient. Lindsay began homeschooling her children, adapting learning activities in high school, so both of her children could succeed in their own unique way. While Madeline continued to fight daily to overcome barriers, the rest of the world often appeared to have little understanding of her disability. Yet, when Lindsay engaged with other children and explained Madeline's disabilities, the children were not only understanding, but eager to know how to play and engage with her. Lindsay decided to write a children's picture book to educate all children and adults in their lives about asking questions regarding disabilities because understanding leads to inclusion. Lindsay's book, Meeting Exceptional Friends, was released in December and ranked number one in six Amazon new release categories, including number one children's book on social skills and number one in school age parenting, which is such an exciting accomplishment. We are so glad that you are here today to talk to us about you and your author journey. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for that nice introduction. You have done so many things in your life and it is so exciting. First, tell me the most interesting thing about where you are from. Well... Actually, I kind of don't feel like I'm from anywhere anymore. I grew up in Nebraska, but um, I married my high school sweetheart and he got commissioned into the military. So we have been traveling around the country. I've moved my family 12 times around the country oh, now wow. since then. So we've lived some places for as short as six months. Um, one place we got to stay five years and most one to two years. I feel like I, a little bit of me is everywhere now. I have friends everywhere and, and my heart is everywhere. So, but I grew up in Nebraska. Yes. So you are from everywhere now. You can officially say that. So you can tell me something interesting about you is you are from everywhere. That's right. <laughs> yes. We will not argue that at all. So going back to when you were growing up, what would one of your best friends say about you or how they describe you growing up? Well, probably bossy. <laughs> I'm thinking of a particular friend who is still a best friend of mine uh, these days. And she was a little bit younger than me. And we, so now we've been friends for, you know, 35, 34 years. I feel like we we're best friends because she always just went along with everything I wanted to do. And that oh. just made us a perfect pair. It's important to have people you can connect with. And that still works. Well, hopefully I'm a little bit less bossy, but my kids would probably say I still am. Yeah. Well, some of those skills, I think, of you being able to know where to go and what to get done have probably gotten you far in life and helped with all those transitions and moves as well. <laughs> probably. Probably. So this amazing book that you have written, Meeting Exceptional Friends, do you think it is something that would have been beneficial for you growing up and for other kids when you were a kid? Absolutely. I look back and... My heart kind of breaks thinking about how little I understood about disabilities when I was a kid. Might make me a little emotional. Um, that makes perfect sense. And it does. It, 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 I really wish that it would have been available when I was a kid. And I realize that it needs to be available now because there's plenty of parents like me who didn't get those opportunities to 
reach out to the other kids with disabilities like they probably wish they would have. But now I feel like they also don't really know how to teach their kids that because we weren't, well, I shouldn't say everyone, but I know me growing up, I did not learn about disabilities and really how to include everyone. Even our playgrounds, you know, weren't accessible and that's something we're still working on now. And we didn't really talk about the hidden disabilities. If you could see it, that's one thing. And sometimes people would talk about wheelchairs and walkers, but Mm -hmm. the hidden disabilities, especially, I really had no comprehension of. And I still see that a lot today, even on the playgrounds the last 12 years, kids that we've encountered. And and I've kind of actually made it my mission. Um, How you would tell the girls, like, we're going to the playground. Who are we going to educate today? Because you could see these kiddos. And they would, you know, be looking over our way and not only like swear her earmuffs out in public, especially at a noisy place like a playground. And, and we'd always get like kids kind of looking over at us and um, you would see different responses from parents. You would see, don't stare. You, you'd hear people say, yeah. don't stare still. That still happens all the time. People guiding their children away, kind of like, we just don't even need to, we don't even need to go here. I don't know how to handle this situation. And things like that. And I would kind of make it a mission that I'd, I'd kind of go over and say, Do you, are you wondering why she wears those on her ears? And they'd just be like, yes. Like, I just yeah. pulled that question out of their mind for them. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just like a magician. And, and I would explain to them why she's wearing the earmuffs. And they would just be like, oh, okay. And it clicks. And, yeah. and then actually, sorry, I'm going to go off on this, but my favorite thing would be to then look at their parent or whoever they're with. And they you could just see this look in their eyes like, I didn't know my kid would get that. I didn't know they would. Yeah. They understand that. They're just like moving on. They're ready to go play now. That's all yeah. they needed was a bit of an explanation. And they can move on. Let's go play now. All right. That's great. So, um, you know, I, I feel like we're doing that a lot. And it stems from how I, you know, didn't have that information growing up and I would still want to put it out there in every way I can and I didn't think I was getting to enough playgrounds so I was hoping that the, the book would be able to supplement and get out there um, to other people that I w- I'm not able to reach um, there's probably some people listening that are like I know that lady she came up just on the playground and decided to lecture us no I wasn't doing that but just no. to help their kids understand And books, and that's the power of books, right? Is the fact that you can have these alternate perspectives and these alternate ways of things be to learn about things. And it is like non-confrontational, easy way, right? It is beautiful the way that you do approach people and make it okay. Because people are uncomfortable and they shy away and go away instead of figuring out how to handle the situation because they don't know how and no one's taught them how. And this is a way to learn how. And it's great that you're teaching people individually because that's how we learn best. And the book teaches people individually. So this is a great opportunity for them. I sure hope so. That's my plan anyway. They can talk about it all they want in the comfort of their home. Um, Kids can ask the questions. And, you know, some kids can be very blunt. And so it's a great place, I think, in their home to get some of those questions answered. Then when they go meet someone, I mean, my children do it all the time now, you know, regarding all sorts of differences they see in the world when they can relate it to a book. Remember that book that we read, Mom? You know, and they'll bring that up and say, you know, we were talking about that. And my kids are a little bit older. Um, 
but still, we they still love reading children's picture books. I mean, that's still something they love to do, even being a little bit older. But they always they bring it back to the books that we've read. And remember, we talked about that. And I love yes. that. And I hope that lots of kids get to have those moments. Yeah, yeah. And it's good for adults, too. It's good for us to be reminded that it is okay to be curious. It's a matter of learning the right way to approach a situation, which is the hard thing that you just don't know how and you just shy away from it, which isn't the best approach, which is hard to understand sometimes. Right, right. That's so exciting that you have the opportunity to be doing that. So when writing this book, when you chose the age group in a children's book, what made you choose a children's book and, and that approach? Was it because you feel that's the most malleable and approachable place for, for people to learn about it? That's a great question. I was actually kind of all over the board mm-hmm. with my ideas of how to get this message out there. I kind of ended up landing on the children's book because I, I felt confident in my ability to get that done. I can't say as much as I am so impressed by people who have written a novel and they've been able to pull in a character. Um, you know, I'm thinking of one in particular right now, you know, where the character had a child with disabilities. And when I picked up the book, I had no idea. And then, so I was, I was very touched and I was really able to relate to that book, but I'm, I just, I'm not sure I'm the creative writer. I I don't think I could do a novel. I, you know, maybe could, maybe (laughs) with some guidance and a lot of guidance and a lot of help. Um, But I, I felt that a children's book, I read hundreds, if not thousands to my children. Mm-hmm. So I just felt very confident. Like I've been doing this for years, reading these books. And there's so many things I have to say about so many of them yeah. that I kind of felt like, well, I should just give it a shot and do my own. I just feel like that was a way to, to get a message out there um, in a way that I, I could as much as I, like I said, I wish I could write a, an amazing novel and include a character in there that would help educate people. But I'm not sure I'm quite there. There are sensitivity readers who read novels. They can add to the perspective that people have. So maybe you should be a sensitivity reader for for people who are looking to publish novels about parasocial children with special needs, that you can add that perspective to make sure that you're getting that right. So there's lots of ways you can contribute. I love it, Lindsay. I love it. So this is is amazing what you've been able to do. What were you surprised about, about the process of getting your book, your children's book out to people? I guess the process I wasn't surprised about. I feel like I researched enough to know what it was all going to entail. What mm-hmm. surprised me the most actually was the response from everyone. And it was overwhelmingly positive. And part of me, was, it was just nervous what people would think because my book is, it's an educational book. It's the pictures that are, you know, hopefully children enjoy the pictures. It's not a literary masterpiece. It's not full of gorgeous poems and things of that sort. It's something that I hope a four, five, six-year-old can sit there and understand and talk to their mom about, ask all the questions about the children in the book and, and think about people in their lives. So I didn't know if people would think, well, this is kind of boring. <laughs> you know, this is this is very simply written. And I had to remind myself, my kids will pull out books like Go Dog Go still from Dr. Yeah. Seuss. And I'm like, yeah. Go Dog Go. I mean, and yeah. <laughs> not everything has to have the most beautiful poems in it. 
and the most, you know, beautiful rhyming words. And there's lots of different types of books out there. So I was hoping they would appreciate it for the kind of book that it is and not the type of book it's not. Yeah. And everyone did. Everyone so did. far has has been. You know, I'm preparing myself for some Amazon reviews of, you know, somebody that was expecting something different. And that's fine. <laughs> but, but you found you found your people. You found people who needed it. And that's, yes, that's amazing. People, really people are rich people reaching out. out from places I never expected to tell me how much they appreciate it. And it means a lot. That does. That's so exciting. And so where's the best place for people to be able to find you then? A good start it would be my website at lindsay-larson.com. And Lindsay and Larson are both spelled with E's, so that makes it easy to remember. That's that's <laughs> nice, and they both did that. That was very good. Right. That landed nicely. I know. <laughs> I know. I thank my husband for that. You can get to my Instagram from there as well. So nice. And what book or story inspires you the most? You know, I would say the book that always comes to mind is actually the, the book I just brought up a minute ago, um, The Things We Cannot Say by Kelly Rimmer. And it's a novel, not a children's book. <laughs> and like I said, it was it was kind of this moment when I opened this book. I'm like, I love historical fiction, so I'm going to read this historical fiction book. And that it was a mother with a child with disability. It, it, just, it was so relatable to me, even though that was not at all the main point of the story. Mm-hmm. But I love that that just was like built in. And I felt like with how many people read this book, people are going to have a little taste of what that's like, you know, just yeah. by reading the story, even though that wasn't, that was just a, you know, side note of, of the story. Um, and, and I thought, gosh, there's so many ways to educate people is what I thought yeah. when I read that. Yeah. Like, there's so many ways to get out there to people. Um, I think that's amazing. I think when it comes to disabilities, we need to come at it from all angles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's Disability Awareness Month. And so it's exciting that we have this little way to give a little more awareness and that your book is out there as a tool for people to use. So thank, thank you. you so much for coming here and chatting with us today, Lindsay. This is so important. And I appreciate you sharing your book with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. We hope you take a second to give us a couple stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And we'll be here again next Wednesday. Follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting.